Hello, this is Pastor John. And DCE James. And this is the Catechast, talking about the third commandment today. And what is that commandment? Well, the third commandment is remember the Sabbath day by keeping it holy. And what does this mean? We should fear and love God so that we do not despise preaching and his word, but hold it sacred and gladly hear and learn it. All right. Yeah. Yeah, so Luther is uh, really kind of focusing the Sabbath uh, really in the context of corporate worship and, yeah. and resting in God's word. And Yeah, so uh, this is actually one of my favorite commandments. I mean, all the commandments are good, but this... <laughs> because there's such a great invitation here. Yeah, mm. how, how do we see God's love and grace in this commandment? Well, it's, it's kind of twofold, and we'll kind of dive into both aspects of it, but that we, we get to worship the mm. one true God and that we can hear his words that he has given to us through scripture, but also that God gives us rest. Mm. God gives us a a perfect rest for this world. Yeah, and gosh, we need that, right? Our yeah. kids need that, especially. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's just one of the most chronic kind of symptoms I see of this age we live in yeah. is that just nobody's able to rest because we're always so connected to all these kind of performance kind mm-hmm. of things like our work and we're connected to social media and all the status that we, yeah. you know, all that. And, and so I want to talk a little bit about the meaning of the word Sabbath because it's one of my favorite words in scripture. Uh, it comes from a Hebrew word Shabbat, and it means literally to stop, to cease, hmm. time out, take a break. And so God in his creation, you know, he's creating, he's bringing about, you know, order and, and beauty in, in this creation. And then it says on the seventh day, he'd completed all his work. And it says he stops. And it's not because God gets tired. <laughs> I mean, it's no, God pauses to reflect and take in what he had made. He says, it's very good. Yeah. And so the Sabbath is an invitation for us to pause, to rest, to take a break from our work so that we can focus on God's work we take a break from our serving in our work, our school, so that God can serve us. Uh, so yeah, it's a wonderful word, uh, this invitation to worship. Yeah. Uh, so how does God want us to live in light of this commandment? Well, it's definitely to take God's word seriously, to know that God's word is there for us. Because mm-hmm. what is, what is he, what is, Moses say, man shall not live by bread alone, right. but by, by every, every word. word that comes from the mouth of God. And Jesus says that too as he's in the wilderness being tempted. Yeah. Right. And also to, to actually take rest from work, like you talked about, that it's we in our society think our worth comes from work, yeah. comes from what we do. But we as Christians understand it's, our worth comes from who we are as God's children. Yeah. And this is so important because this is what our kids really need. Yeah. I mean, because like I look at, 
I've heard it said before that the average teenager is, is, is more anxious than the average psychiatric patient in the 1950s. Like, yeah. I don't know if yeah. that's true. I've just heard that before. <laughs> and, and I, but I think there's some truth to it is that yeah. between social media and sports and extracurriculars and grades and friends and all those things, I think that just our kids are frazzled and they're anxious and they're depressed and they're just like, mm. <laughs> and so really like, when we come to worship, God is inviting us to lay all that aside and really to refresh us because worship isn't really something uh, that we do so much. Right. That's where we get worship wrong. Sometimes we think, I'm going to go to church and I'm going to worship God. Yeah. But it's not so much the point. The point is when you go to worship, God is serving you. I mean, what is more liberating than going to worship and confessing your sins and having God tell you, I forgive you? Yeah. What is more liberating than, and restful than, than hearing that God loves you in Christ and he forgives you and he has a purpose for your life? What's more restful than receiving the very body and blood of Christ in, in the sacrament? I mean, as great as sports are, it's not going to do that for you because mm-hmm. sports are all about performance. As great as our achievements are, they're going to leave us empty eventually. So. so what are some challenges that you see with this, with this rest that God is promising us? Well, sometimes I think we just don't recognize how deeply we need God's word. We need God to talk to us. We need it. We need to hear the preaching. We need to be around God's people. We need the prayers. We need the sacrament. We need all those things. And, and we can get into this, this habit of thinking that we need other things more. And so maybe if I just go to this sports game or if we go to this kid's birthday party or if we go to this event that that's going to fill me up it's going to give our like we want our kids to be happy right and if we don't let them play on the on the in the game they're not going to be happy well yeah the truth is that if we come to church they're not going to die if they miss the game yeah if we have a pattern of worship in which worship is the cornerstone on our calendar and everything else revolves around that if we allow jesus to bump things on our calendar we're actually going to be more restful. We're going to be less frazzled. We're going to be less frustrated because God created us to worship him. And mm-hmm. so, yeah. Um, so I, I think there's this challenge that we just don't think we need God's word. We don't think we need worship. Or I think the other challenge is that we don't actually believe that God meant what he said when he said, you need Sabbath. Hmm. That hearing God's word is that non-negotiable thing, which Luther calls that, not coming to worship is, is despising God's word and preaching, but rather we should hold it sacred. So how does this butt up against the teachings of this world, the, of our culture? Oh man, in a thousand ways, but especially I think this lie that the world teaches our kids from a very early age is that you are what you do. Yeah. You are what you achieve. You are your grades. You are your performance. You are your popularity. And this carries into our, our life as parents. Or, you know, you are your job. Yeah. You are your success. You are the house, the, the money you have in the bank. But we're none of those things. Primarily what we are is God's beloved children. Mm-hmm. And, and not because of our performance, but because of God's grace. That's really the message that I think. We talk about like the mental health of our kids kind of deteriorating. Yeah. That's really the message they need. They don't need another activity. They don't need another, 
you know, self-esteem booster. They don't need all this. What they need is they need Jesus because Jesus is the only one who says, come to me, all you who are weary and heavy laden, and I'll give you rest. I'll give you Sabbath. And and he invites us to, to come and find our worth and identity in him and not in what we do. Yeah. Because there's just no stopping when we think it's us. Yeah. When we think it's, I'm the one that has to get worth for myself. I have to do all these activities. I have to go to these different things. It's, that bar is never going to be reached. It's really a treadmill. Yeah. And Jesus invites us to get off that treadmill. Yeah. Right, and that just stop. Yeah. What would be some good questions we could ask our kids? What would be some good points of conversation? I think that topic, that conversation about rest is huge. Where they find rest. And, you know, I think sometimes kids are going to say things that don't actually give rest. Yeah. There'll be things that I do to not think. There'll be things that I do to just pass the time look on social media or play video games or watch a movie, but those things aren't really rest. Mm-hmm. I think also asking the question like of identity, like who, who are you? Like if you mm-hmm. could just list what is it that makes you who you are? And, and a lot of times we might give answers that are temporal things or things that can be taken away from us or things that we might fail at. Yeah. And so just kind of directing them to, to Jesus being our identity. Um, I, I think another kind of question that we can introduce is sometimes our kids will say, well, I don't, I don't want to go to church. Hmm. Um, and sometimes I think that it, there's pressure as parents to, to kind of go along with that because yeah, if I make my kids go to church, then, then they're going to hate it. And yeah. But, you know, like sometimes my kids don't want to brush their teeth, you know. Yeah. But it, I still... They or still eat their food. Yeah, I still do it. And and I think that's where you really have a heart-to-heart conversation and to say, you know, like, what has God done for us? Like, yeah. he's He created us. He gave his son for us. And really get to the heart of what is going on in worship. Yeah. What is God doing for us that, he, that we don't get elsewhere? He's giving to us life. He's speaking to us peace. He's forgiving our sins. He's... He's hearing our prayers and we get to be with other Christians and we're singing his praises and, and we're hearing God's word and, and, and in the, the Lord's Supper where you don't get the body and the blood of Christ given to you on the, on the soccer field, right? <laughs> uh, it's here that we receive it. Yeah. And, and hopefully, I would hope that we would say that that is a, our highest treasure in life mm-hmm. and not, you know, the sports game or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Because those things come and go, but that, that peace that God's give is forever. You know, and one other thing I would say too is that we may find ourselves in a place where God might bring some conviction into our lives. He might show us that we've had our, our priorities out of place. Mm. And, but maybe we're already signed up for the travel league, you know, and so what does repentance look like there? Yeah. I would say, you know, one of the, the things we've done is we've moved our Saturday service to the Sunday night service. Because typically Sunday night is a time where we're going to be home. Yeah. Uh, because if we're traveling for sports, we'll be back. And 
just be really intentional about our schedules to say, you know, like, okay, I might not normally go to the eight o'clock service, but would I do it so I could worship mm -hmm. if I have a game later that day, later that morning? Yeah. Um, I may like to do my homework on Sunday evenings, but could I do it earlier so that I could go to worship on Sunday? Yeah. Just being really intentional about our schedules, I think, is important yeah. if, if worship is going to be that non-negotiable thing. How about some Bible passages? One big one from Deuteronomy 5, verses 12 and 15. Observe the Sabbath day to keep it holy as the Lord your God commanded. And it goes on to say, you shall remember that you were a slave in the land of Egypt and the Lord your God brought you out from there with a mighty hand and outstretched arm. Therefore, the Lord your God commanded you to keep the Sabbath. I just love that reminder that you are, you were a slave to your work. You were mm -hmm. a slave of this world, but God brought you out and he gave you rest and this is your time for rest. I'm going to share one from Hebrews 10, 25. Uh, he's, well, I'll go back to verse 24. He says, And let us consider how to stir up one another to love and good works, not neglecting to meet together, as is the habit of some, but encouraging one another, and all the more as you see the day drawing near. So really this encouragement to, to just not neglect meeting together as mm -hmm. the body of Christ, that we would gather to encourage each other. So how would you pray for our kids? What would you pray for? I would just pray for rest for them. I would pray that the Holy Spirit would bring them to Christ continually to find a worth that is not in what they do. And I would just pray that God would give them a hunger to worship him and, and pray that they would see the value in worship and develop mm. that habit, especially if there's maybe a little bit of dragging of the feet, you know, when it comes to, to coming to worship. Yeah. You know, and just, and just pray also just that, that we would be a community at, at Holy Cross that values those things. You know, I've heard the quote before that, you know, that may it be that we, our, our homes would be, the places where our kids never have to ask, are we going to church this Sunday? You know, um, yeah. because it's just not a question. You know, we, of course, when people are sick or maybe they're exposed to COVID or something, we, we take advantage of the live stream. But, yeah. um, but we just, it's what we do. That is the third commandment. And we'll see you next time for the fourth as we enter into the second table of the law, which deals with loving your neighbor. <laughs>